0: My lovelies, and welcome back yet again to the Horror Motel. We are delighted to have you here in all our creepy, creepy styles. Uh, we are—we've um, been having a lovely week. I actually got to see my elegant, enchanting, wonderful, talented, um, multi-talented—I should
1: say—host,
0: <laughs> Buddy Galore. We actually oh. to fun together this week.
1: Hello, Allison. Yes, we did. The blood moon aligned <laughs> we were in we were in the same city on the same continent in the same room that was amazing that was fantastic i got to go and see alison perform uh, was it tuesday or wednesday i can't remember when it was now the last week's been a bit of a blur hasn't it
0: yeah yeah it was it was tuesday uh- it was tuesday yeah?
1: yes at the pleasance which i've not been to for ages it was a fantastic show, an amazing lineup of strong, funny women. So I was in heaven. I literally was like, oh, my goodness. I'm uh, oh, like, new, new, uh, new fan of everybody's. They were, it was a mind-blowing uh, lineup, I have to say. It really was. I was so impressed. Well done. Well done, as always. You were fantastic.
0: Uh, uh, I'll tell all the gals <laughs> you said that. They'll be yes. delighted.
1: They really were. really uh, cool.
0: Oh, that's so nice! Thank you, thank you. And I know some of them. I was telling them about the podcast, and they were like, "Oh my god!" Because some of them are real horror fans too, so they were delighted that new you came new. along. Because they're like, "Oh, so, so yeah." So it was a good, it was a good week. So I've been running around doing shows in London mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, what about you, my love? What have you been up to?
1: Well, that was the night of the first Eurovision semifinal, wasn't it? So over the weekend, because we could talk, we we're actually going out pretty much when broadcast of this episode. So we, I was out on Saturday night for Eurovision. Now it's weird because normally I don't actually, I know this is like <laughs> gay 101, but I don't actually normally do much. I'm not really into Eurovision. I think it came across my path that all well, shots were fired because last year, it was the first episode of Britain's Got Talent went out, uh, the, that Dame Nation was on, was up against um, Eurovision on the BBC. And I'm look, I'm not saying they were using us as a camp weapon against Eurovision, <laughs> but I think they kind of were. I think they kind of it suddenly felt like that so it was obviously the anniversary for that was yesterday on the sunday but we did last year It would have been the saturday night obviously so that was just mad to go like i can't believe that's been a year and the way that shows set up it's it's not like things like drag race or any other kind of competition where you kind of announced before it goes out it's literally i think we were allowed to talk about it on friday morning because surprise i woke up to loads of messages saying why have you just been on the rain and it's because they they done a preview of the um episode and it was including us on um or mainly us including just mainly us really uh, on the rain the morning before which was a very bonkers start to the weekend but i was actually working on a show that night so i had to watch the um the episode go out of bgt during at one of the show i was working on and it was only after the show finished that everyone was going oh wow it's uh, apparently we're getting quite close to winning um so I dashed down to some friends in Soho to watch the live. I suppose this time I was with friends in Greenwich and we're back where we belong. Second from last <laughs> <laughs> So it's like your in the South. <laughs> just yeah. the one year. Just the once. It was a really good though. I mean I really wanted uh Finland to win. Did you did you watch any of it, Alison?
0: No, I haven't watched any of it. I've watched little um. snippets. Um so I need to go back. Will you go ahead and tell me your opinion? You won't ruin it for me because I'll still go through and... and
1: watch. No, no, I, just, I, I just, I think Fendon's that kind of, I think that's the song that will probably, it's a real banger of a, a you know Euro trash type of just banging yeah. song. that I think that's the one that will yeah. have the longevity. It, I, and I think some of them were being actually really great songs in there, but they're not particularly Eurovision because you kind of expect insanity from Eurovision. You don't expect calm, chilled, kind of, you know, sort of actual (laughs) classy socks from Eurovision. Just why I think I I should do it next year. I think I should be the... uh...
0: (laughs) You absolutely (laughs) should. I always, too, like to point this out. There are some people probably listening, Mm. uh, like I did when I first moved to this country. If you're in North America or Canada, you probably have no idea what Eurovision (laughs) is. Yes. I had... No idea what Eurovision was, so I I will use one of my jokes on the air. This is how I describe Eurovision: it is like karaoke meets the Hunger Games. That is Eurovision. Ah,
1: ah, ah, ah. That is a very good description.
0: Thank you. Nobody dies with.
1: (laughs) Well, that we know of, yeah. (laughs) Sure. Well,
0: yeah, that we know. But that is what it is. European nations come together, they sing songs, they compete. And correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone can represent any country, right? Like they could get uh, one... Yeah, so. yeah, I think
1: yeah. so. I think.
0: Yeah, cuz didn't Silesion compete one year for a country in Silesian Canadian. Yes.
1: So- and also Australia's been yeah. uh been, become part of it as well. Uh so I think yes, I th- as far as I know it's it's kind of um I, I, mm, yeah, I think so. I've never looked into that rule. I will look it up. But it's, it, you've had some glorious people in there. You know, and they actually um, showcase a lot of the British um, artists um, on Saturday. They also had... Uh, t- this, I've never watched the semi-finals before, so i watched quite big chunks of that. And I loved Hannah Wage- Waddingham um, uh, hosting that uh, with the other uh, with the others. And they also did a drag number on the second one as well. Mr. Mina, and was there. And that was so cool to see that. And Tamara and Oh, I've forgotten the third one. Um, it's because I don't know them personally. It's they were fantastic. They were really, they were really, really cool. I was like, oh So it's just worth looking up uh, looking at that number as well. Um I think they stole the show, to be honest. I think they stole the whole of origin. It was I was very, 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 very proud. Um so yeah, it was great, great fun. Apart from that, it's been running around a lot seeing friends. I'm doing a fo- I'm actually I've not been in full bunny glore for quite a while. I'm doing a photo shoot for Pride this week. And I had a meeting about that. And it's in a very, very lovely hotel. And so um, we had a meeting about that. And you know, it's all cakes and, you know, sort of high tea. And then we're going to do a cocktail one. So I'm very excited about that. So I'm in drag this week. I've got opening night of House at Seed in Business, the revival of that tomorrow night, which is uh, interesting. I don't know if you know that music. is American musical, very much like Mad Men. So, sort of like suits and sort of set in, the, set in New York City. They flipped it this time. So, it's a female lead, not a male lead. So, it would be very interesting to see how that works. And they this week. Boss. They yeah, exactly. Boss yeah. Well, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it starts with a, the, it's a window cleaner has a book called How Succeed in Business, Without really trying. So, you're seeing the evolution of how he goes to become the head of the company by the end of Act Two. So it'd be interesting to see how they're going to do that and whether it's set in the 60s still. They've modernised I'm guessing they've modernised it. Because um, I don't think... You know, This you know, the joke is basically men in suit and secretaries. It's a very American show. It's been revived a few times. Uh, Robert Morse did it originally, then uh, Matthew Broderick in the 90s, and Daniel Radcliffe in 2011, as in Harry Potter. So uh, it is a bit of its time, and it's very... American it's not been done here very much uh but I'd be interested to see what happens and then on saturday i'm at the west end flea market which is a big charity like um, village fate type of thing in covent garden for the west end charity uh, acting for others so i'm there as as panias in in full regalia uh, so that'd be fun hope oh, pray it doesn't rain <laughs> pray it stays the weather stays good <laughs> No, because I don't do outside normally.
0: <laughs> I'm excited to see you all dolled up. It's been a while. It's, so it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, follow, uh, follow up, follow up. Watch, watch mm-hmm. gal- galore's feeds. You'll see yes. a full, beautifully dressed up. Uh,
1: although I love you in your natural. Um, you. Exactly. Thank you, yeah, Well, that's what I've been enjoying the last few months with the podcast. It's it's because I get to do it as me and I, that. If people have been telling yeah. me to do stuff as myself for so long. I still do it under the Bunny Girl name, Bunny Girl name, just for you know branding. But uh, it's very nice to kind of actually do all the same stuff, but without the without the armor on. <laughs> yeah, letting Martin out, Martin. Yeah, exactly, Martin. exactly. Yeah. So I really love it. I really love it. And I, just to prove my life isn't always glamorous, uh, and last night I was defrosting the freezer. <laughs> But I did come up with a really good top tip because, you know, you're supposed to put like, it's been, I don't know about you, Alison, but it's been decades since I've tried it in to defrost frost freezer. So I was like, how did you do this? And of course, the top shelves are really heavy with ice. I got the bottoms. I thought, oh, are you supposed to put like a um, hairdryer? And I went, oh, you're supposed to put like a bucket of hot water aren't you. I went, oh, hold on a minute. I've got something better. I've got a hand steamer, which is a very, quite powerful one. So I got the the steamer out, and that really—I mean—you still have to, you know, keep going and you know, then start chipping away. But it yeah. made it a lot easier, I have to say, rather than waiting for <laughs> a day, for twenty-four hours for this thing to defrost. So that that worked out really well. Look at me being housewife
0: all day today. You've been looking at your freezer.
1: And I know. Keep it open and going. Like, Look at
0: that. and so now that all that—I I know.
1: 'Cause <laughs> has been so long. So, so long. So while you were busy running around London being fabulous and glamorous and and, and doing multiple gigs everywhere, <laughs> there was me defrosting my freezer on.
0: <laughs> no, on I'm Sunday proud of you. Night. And funny enough, I think defrosting a freezer is an excellent lead into something yes. movie that I'm bringing to the table today, which is all about being in the cold, uh, all about uh, when it goes dark for thirty days. That's right, everyone. I am checking into the hotel. Thirty days of night. One of my all-time favorite vampire horror movies. Because to me, look, I think we romanticize vampires so much. They're, mm. see, they're, you know, there's something about them. They're always kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, whereas in Thirty Days of Night. The first time I saw this, these vampires are nothing but true terror in monster form. There's mm-hmm. nothing sexy about no, these vampires. Nothing. There's no there's no Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. kind of, you know, say, no. This is straight up absolute horror from the get-go. And I think it is, in my opinion, one of the fastest paced kind of horror movies. Yeah. Because yeah. it starts pretty quickly, we get into mm-hmm. the action... Um, which is what I love about it. Also, what a top cast. We have Josh Hartnett, Captain uh, Olson, Melissa George, Stella Oh, Stella Olson. I didn't even know that. Danny Houston, Marlo, Ben Foster. Um, but really, I mean, let's be honest, it was
1: Josh that brought me into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I forgot he was in. In fact, the three main leads, I, I'd forgotten it was them because they've, I mean, they were quite. They were beginning to become well known at the time, but they've become a lot more well known since. And it's—I was like, I did not realize it was them. I didn't because I've not seen. I have to confess, I've not seen it since it came out. Not because I didn't like it particularly, but it's just not one i have returned to particularly. And so I was really excited when you suggested it because I was like, "Ooh, I've—that's on my list of um of ones to go back to because I've not had the chance to to watch again." And it doesn't seem that long ago, does it? But it's two thousand and seven, is it? I think it's yeah, 2000. I think, yeah, it's, yeah 2007, 2007. Yeah, so it was, it, hit, yeah. it was longer ago than I realized. Because it doesn't look like it's dated at all. So it must be a lot of practical effects, I think.
0: Yes, uh, that that is something that I did find was interesting. Because often when we go back and we watch some of these movies, you know, back, you know, early 2000s, hmm. I mean, sometimes you can really
1: tell. You're like, yeah, the CGI doesn't, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one particularly, and I think it's because I'm sure there was some CGI, but it was more makeup. It was the character. Yes. It was the actual. And in fact, so it, it is the movie, they say, is taking place in a town called Barrow, where uh, in Alaska, where it is dark for 30 days of the year, right? Mm-hmm. In actual fact. In Barrow, in a lot, it is uh, 63 days that it goes dark Four. for. Could you imagine living in a world wow. like where you have no sun for 63 days?
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh,
0: we do live in the UK, so that is actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without- I think Birmingham has shades of that sometimes, <laughs> to be fair.
0: <laughs> but uh, I just, the first time I heard of this movie, that is very funny. If you're from Birmingham, we love you. Yeah. Um, the first time I heard of this movie, I was just, I thought it was such a good idea. The thought of like, yes, oh, there was no daylight. How do you defeat vampires when there's mm-hmm. no daylight? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what was so intriguing to me about this movie. And then the first time we saw the vampires, I just thought it went top of my list for 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 monster. For a monster yeah. movie, I'm almost going to say.
1: Yes, gorgeous. they are. You're right. They're more monstrous, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're all, they're, well, they don't speak English, do they? they? They kind of, the vampires in this film that attack the town and start picking up off people are, they They don't speak, um, I'm not sure what language they are speaking, it, but it's kind of like uh, almost uh, hissy, kind of high-pitched, a lot of it, making like feral noises. It's always all subtitled when they're speaking. Um, so I'm guessing it, if it's a real language, it's a european type of language uh and it was made up it it was made up yeah the movie just so right yeah very fascinating stuff um i think it is one of you can see the influences now looking at it now i suddenly looked it went oh i feel like this is the vampire version of 28 days later someone's gone oh how do we modernize i mean i think the story was kicking around for a while but but I think it, when it was made, when it was, I think they've got oh, how do we up the game of like vampires? So I think that's why we're seeing such a different type of vampire that they're not elegant, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, carrying the nar- narrative with dialogue. Um, it has a great, and I, I say it's like that, like the running vampires, that, sorry, running zombies in twenty-eight day two, days later, and. Also, a lot of the fog... Not the fog. (laughs) Got that on the mind, because we might be doing it soon. (laughs) The thing. Mm. The thing being in, in the ice. So I think it's that loneliness, and it's Cottage Under Siege. And I think the setup of it is so brilliant. It's just you know, the fact that you know, they're very trapped, you know, that they've destroyed, um, so they've sent someone ahead that's going to destroy all the cell phones, they're going to destroy the, the communications so they're trapped, and then it becomes night, and they can just, you know, it's like a it's like a buffet for the vampires. However, the only trouble is... Last plane out. Yep. Last plane out's gone. The, no, the only problem I find with that is it's so brilliantly set up is, like, the trouble is then you go, well, how, how are you going to... Con- continue it. That's the only problem I have with it slightly. So the second half of the film, because they're quite Buffy the Vampire Slayer style, backflippy, jumpy vampires but these are just real humans that are fighting them. So it just gets a little bit like um, you have got a superhero to come along and save them and it is called 30 Days <laughs> of Night so it's a bit like, this is going to go how are you gonna do this so they're kind of hiding for a while and then towards the end i was a bit like how much time's gone by because it feels like about 24 hours if that And apparently it was supposed to be 28 days later and i was like uh,
0: 28 days yeah they they yeah. don't clearly describe that that'll say i absolutely think that was a little hiccup in the movie because it did just seem yeah. like they've been there for a day and then yeah
1: agreed. it seems to be months later because i was a bit like how are you eating how are you going to the bathroom how are you the practical side of it, because it's not like it's a it's a couple of days, because it's thirty days. You're a bit like, um, how how, are you, how is this happening? How is that happening? Um, that aside, and I think I, I think that's possibly why I hadn't returned to the film because I think the setup, and I probably I don't remember the trailer. I should have watched the trailer before we've talked about it. The um, but the I think the setup of it, and I think that's in the trailer, is so good, and it's terrifying, oh, okay. but. Be- but because they are human, it's not like you've got the slayer there to fight the vampires, is it? But like, um, how, how? What chance do they have? Because you and after a while, about halfway through the film, you begin to go like, well, this is just going to be a very slow slaughter, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it's just going to be just gonna, picking the them off is one gonna, by yeah. one. How's this going to end? Because it's like, well, unless the sunlight comes, unless you, you know, hide in a in a in the freezer or the or the prison cell, you're not gonna, you're just not going to survive. Aside from that, the logic side, I think it's just so well done. There's so many creepy as hell moments. Um, at one point, they send out a like a lamb to the slaughter type of thing to tempt uh, other humans out. And some girl, they've sent her you know in the streets to go, "Oh, please help me! Oh, I've got a broken arm. Please help!" And then there's the, you can see the vampires jumping on the on the roofs behind and waiting for someone to come out. Um, but that's just delicious. And
0: then in the end, they just eat her. It's like a, and that was one of the most gang vampire feeds. Like, it was horrific watching them. Like, then eventually Mm -hmm. they're like, well, they're not coming out, so we're just going to eat her. Um, I thought that I think this is interesting what you were saying before about like, you're like, I don't know, like, how do they go to the bathroom? I love that that's where your suspension of disbelief always (laughs) amazes me in horror movies that we're like, all right, yeah, Yeah. go the distance. It's a crazy axe murder. Group of vampires. Yep. Da da da. Hang on. How are they gonna? You know, when our suspension of disbelief kicks in, I really, I really giggle. So I appreciate that. Um,
1: I think it's because it's the length of time. Yeah. I think it's if it was like a couple of days, you'd be go like you try to just go okay. This is a this is a piece of entertainment because it's 30, 30 days. It's like what what are you eating? What
0: what's what, how how? I have to go to the bathroom. I never even yeah. thought of that. Like. 30 days. You're not just shitting in a corner. Like, after yeah. a while, you're going to be like, yeah, that corner. Because they hide, they hide in an attic. So, so
1: okay. Yeah, they're in the attic for quite a long time.
0: They're in, the, they're in the attic for a real long time. Um, So, that yeah, that's essentially what goes on, is that the vampires come. Uh, they start to slaughter the people. And then the survivors remember that there is a, an abandoned house that one of the locals had left early on. And it has a hidden attic. So it's like a secret. So they kind of Anne Frank it is what
1: the- Yes, it literally is, yeah. The vampires.
0: Yeah, they go up and they hide in an attic. And so they're hiding for a long time. And that's when I think the vampires start to send out, you know, like the offerings to try and get them to come out. Uh, The language, I'm glad you brought up that. So the language that they spoke, I think that's also what really got me was hearing them and the way they speak. It's a very like, it was a very- Creepy, and they actually so the vampires speak a completely original language. It was created for the film with the help of linguists, linguistics, uh, a linguistics professor at the New Zealand University, and the sound of the vampires was created through a mix of screams of the actors with recordings of local death metal singers and various <laughs> marsupials. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the signature roar of the vampires was the actors. Uh, screaming while they inhaled, so it was like a blend of sounds yeah. to create. So I thought that was interesting because I was like, "Ooh, you don't see, you don't see that um, use of of sound
1: no, so much, very create terror anymore." What, yeah. what is that? It's um, not not the death nail. It's the it's the in, you know when the, like the the last breath leaves a, a body as you die. It kind of in films. I don't know if this is in real life. Um, but it kind of it felt <laughs> like that it felt like that uh, kind of feel oh it really goes through you doesn't it it's it really and yeah. the teeth are fantastic as well the teeth look amazing the makeup oh, looks incredible it's not
0: just the two fangs they do mm. like uh, basically it looks like shark teeth these guys have what uh, like shark like
1: like razors aren't they they're like yeah yeah
0: and so <sighs> many so many so when they open their mouth it's just like oh my god like and again, I think these vampires. This is one of the few vampire movies where you walk away going, "I don't want to be a vampire." No. Every other time no, I see exactly. a vampire movie, I'm like, "I'm in." Make me one of yeah. you. <laughs> this is the one from us like, "Absolutely not."
1: Yes, not it's not be. the Ross Boys, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, not. All, no. It's not Angel and Buffy, is it? It's it's kind of um, it's yeah, quite animalistic. Uh, kind again, undead. You know, have you ever watched the? mini series version of salem's lot the original in you know, a uh, david soul version um because that was the oh it's so good i would suggest it but that's like a like a, a bit like v it's a mini series uh i think there is a film cut of it which is was always available in the uk but it originally was like a two part two hour each mini series and that's much better the cut down version is okay why I bring it up is because it was the very first time, I think that came out in probably 1980, 81, and I saw it on ITV, one of the, when I was really starting to get to horror, terrifying. But it, the one thing it does is it doesn't present vampires as up to that point being quite glamorous. (laughs) It's kind of, they look dead. It's kind of purple skinned, yellow contacts in yellow teeth. They look like corpses. Um, Well, that's a conversation for another time, but it's, uh, it's, really quite disturbing this and it really freaked me out and this is that kind of riff on their yeah. dead bodies that they're, they're kind of because they're almost yeah. like zombies aren't they they're kind of that going in that direction of being zombie looking like rather than being yeah. elegant chatty <laughs> and it's not interview the yeah. vampire it's not buffy the vampire slayer it's kind of very yeah. um much as i love all that obviously of course. yeah exactly
0: but this is it that's that's what i liked about this was that it was so far from that and i thought oh mm-hmm. I love it when, within Mm. a genre, we can get something so different from, like, you know, there was that. And actually, uh, funny enough, so um, he, uh, why am I losing his name? Um, The director, Spade, his name is, no, Slade, David Slade, who was the director. After he did this, he went on to direct, um, oh, uh, Twilight Oh. So he directed this movie. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he directed Twilight, a very different type of vampire.
1: That's a very different type of vampire movie, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes.
0: So same kind of genre, but a totally different feel. So well done, Mr. Slade, because I really enjoyed your work in both those aspects of the same genre. Very different, very creative, very impressive. The vampires in this movie, too, uh, they you don't know it, but they actually have names... Uh, and they had whole background histories. Uh, you don't know they have names because they don't use them and you don't see it till the end. So we have the vampires are Marlo, who is the head vampire. He's the ruler of it all. Then we have Vincent, who's kind of like the father of them. Then we have Lilith, who is Vincent's wife. Uh, she kind of plays the mother figure. Then we have Dane, Lily, the other younger one, and Zuriel or Zuriel uh those are their names and they they it's a whole family and actually i really thought it would be interesting to do offshoots no. on how did they all be you know what i mean like sort of yeah nice little i'm not
1: sure if i could... those vampires. i can't remember if it's based on a graphic novel or it was intended to be a graphic novel first and then it became a film instead um but i feel like i've seen yeah, I've I'm sure I've seen comic strip versions of this after it came out. Whether it was before or after, a bit like From Hell, you know, it's like. From, what I mean is like From Hell. I really love the the, the graphic novel From Hell, that goes into so many different uh, things. Whether the movie is quite a kind of a straight straight up and down, um, who's Jet the Ripper, and I I quite I love it for, for different reasons. It's not the perfect movie, but I still like it for. Uh, for it's like uh, authenticity in the location recreations and stuff but it cuts out all the time travelly kind of weird shit that's in the from hell book and a bit like that i think with uh 30 days of night it, i would have loved to seen where they came from but because the first thing you've done is take away their yeah because they don't speak english they don't, <laughs> they're they not actually talking really um you can't really show the backstory very very easily um I think it could have missed an opportunity with the the Renfield type character when he's been handcuffed in the jail and gone I yeah. I kind of wish there'd been a little bit more of a backstory there in a like deranged confession you know, kind of way, Game okay, like, I've known yeah. the master since da 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 you know, what, oh, 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 oh. Yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah, because could... if this character comes in and he's the one who cuts out all the communication yeah. ahead of time, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. being like the human um, um servant. Familiar, familiar.
0: There it. we go. That's it.
1: There we go. But
0: they don't. Tr- <laughs> Here's what we learned from this movie: Don't trust a vampire.
1: Don't trust a vampire. Don't trust a Do vampire. Do not trust a the
0: vampire. They are not trustworthy. <laughs> just to- say, <laughs> oh, they, they maybe are enchanting. Maybe they've got a spell on you. But I'm telling you, don't trust a. Ve- He'd have better luck with a werewolf.
1: I'm <laughs> <just> saying. <laughs>
0: You could yes, just t- throw them did. some steak and they'll be your friend forever. But a vampire, they think they think more, I believe. Um, and it was it was a comic book first, it, right? Um, yes. According to the artists of the comic book, yeah. And then and the actual the original name. Are you ready for the original name of this movie? Oh yeah, I'm pretty glad they changed it. Okay, ready? Crackers of Alaska. <laughs> Crackers, what? Of Alaska. Crackers of Alaska. And to Alaska. me, cracker is a is a kind of a derogatory term.
1: Yes, if you're talking about yeah, if you're talking about if they're talking about well, white people, because weirdly that just sounds it sounds like two drag race contestants because there's Miss Cracker, which is a play on that word as well. And Alaska is Alaska is also Alaska. from season five. If, yeah, if, I was going I was going to swear, but yeah, exactly. So I do. I do. that's that just uh, sounds like you put two drag queries queens together and made a movie. Now there's the your
0: film. Crackers
1: of should. Alaska. Crackers of, yeah. of Alaska. That's a very strange title.
0: What a horrible title they were going to call mm. it. And speaking of that, uh, on mm. that little touch there, a lot of people were actually very upset because, So okay, this was based on comic, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And the original story, it was actually... So the characters on this, in the story originally, are from, um, they were originally from there. So is it Inuk? They were, uh, the main character was supposed to be Inuk. And right. And were upset. They thought it got a little whitewashed because Josh right. got put in the role. I so see. So like, that's not how the movie yeah. was supposed to go. But hey-ho, Hollywood mm. does its little mm. whitewash, mm-hmm. whitewash mm-hmm. magic spell. So that is one thing I wanted to bring up, because I think we've seen this with other horror movies, too, where it's like, uh, this isn't exactly what the character is supposed to be. Um, yeah. So people people were a little upset uh, about that. And the story was actually conceived yeah as a comic book series. But after initial discussions, it was changed to a film pitch. So this thing had been around for a while. So a film I mean, but it that care? didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Then that didn't work out, and then IDW Publishing made it as a three-comic miniseries before of the death into a film. So this thing had okay. been, like, yeah, rewritten, changed around, let's do this, let's find a place for it. Um, so I think it had been really, like, uh, ripped apart from its original creation yeah. you know.
1: yes i think so yeah. and i think it slightly portrays that it, it, and i think there was, a, was quite a few films around that time a, a bit like that so if anything that's based on a comic strip the, when you bring that kind of visual fantasy world into film the logic tends to get forgotten about a little bit and also the worst culprit though is if you're bringing a a game a playstation xbox game into the real world Cause that's when they when they go like that wouldn't really happen in real life. You need to, you know, anchor it in a little bit. But, but style-wise, it they always look amazing. Um, these type yeah, of films. So it does. It does. You know. I. Th- I mean. I don't I mind all about of these ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind too much about it. But it is. It's only watching it this time around that I went. Hold on a minute. Um. How. 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 But there's so many glorious scenes. I didn't care. It was. Just, it was fantastic. I just. Oh, loved I just the... the.
0: Lost it. Also, did you like? Okay, so it is. It was not filmed all at night, just so you know. It was filmed a lot of it during the day, and they just changed it to night. They used, nope. like, cinematography or what. Yeah. So uh, most of it was filmed during the day, broad daylight, and then they okay. just afterwards used an effect to change it. Yes. I also, it is supposed to be in snowy Alaska, everyone, but mm-hmm. it is filmed in New Zealand. Oh. It filmed it in New Zealand. Yeah. I that is not that. snow. Do you wow, know what they used for the snow, which I think is one of the best things I've seen used for snow. Yeah, as a Canadian, it's great. I can, I can spot fake snow. They used mm. salt.
1: Uh.
0: salt was what was used. So the salt, and then a little bit of like fake snow for snow blowing and just for the effect. But it was salt that was used.
1: It's wow so yes did not realize that that but it does look it does look very very convincing and i was just saying about the um the no cgi effect there's a, we're talking because it's an outdoor scene i'm thinking was one character smashes a, a, a van into a vehicle into the into a building then blows it up and he's thrown clear and the vampires are sort of there's an amazing shot with the vampire standing with the fire behind them and i was like that must be CGI because it's a bit dangerous but, the, but it looks completely real so I think it's practical because it I don't, doesn't look faked um, so I don't know how they did it but it, some of the cin- cinematography is so good in this film really beautifully, beautifully shot
0: it really is like yeah. absolutely stunning um, and uh, uh, hi, uh, this was interesting I think too was Josh so the main our main guy Josh Hart mm-hmm. he uh he had mononucleosis for two weeks of the taping, so he was performing with mono while he so, was recording this. With yeah, yeah.
1: I've never so. Do we know what mono is? Because they, I know that's something that gets banned. I think it must. It must be called something else over here because it's something that's referenced in film and TV. I remember. um I think Ross does it in Friends. He's "Hi, like, up Mono," and. I don't think we use that word over here, so it's one of those. It's on my list of words to look up. Go, what, what is that? Um, oh, um,
0: I'm going to look it up right now to see. Yes, a so mononucleosis is uh, what we call the kissing disease in North America or Canada. right. So basically, you I believe it affects your, is it your lymph nodes or your tonsil? Right. swells up, so you get an infection there. Mm. And it's commonly passed on. I know because I did a report in grade six about mono. Oh, that's why. For some reason. It was, yeah. it was called the kissing disease, so I'm like, I'm this. Disease. Um this. The kissing yeah. disease. And you can get it, you're kissing, mm-hmm. uh, sharing like foodie things. Also, sometimes you can get it from water fountains public water fountains everyone mm-hmm. just saying mononucleosis i'm trying to figure out how to spell this it's been a long time mononucleosis <laughs> symptoms is a, a glandular fever so your glands swell up.
1: oh that i th- i think that's that's what we call it here's glandular fever
0: glandular fever
1: yeah i think we glandular i think we fever. call it that yeah i think that's what it's yeah. well that's a that is something that is a thing so I'm guessing that's what we call it over here because I think it's not called mono here, uh, but it's it's been yeah it's kind of you know your, your glands swell up and things like that so yeah you're
0: right because the NHS I just looked it up here they call it glandular fever for your, yeah
1: uh, ah that's mono wow. that yes yes yeah I'm, yeah look at us teaching and <laughs> learning and teaching everyone at the horror motel. <laughs> You, you learn you learn that's uh, brilliant yeah. Look at we've learned how to, yeah. to defrost a freezer and we've learned like Bono is actually glandular fever everyone. or the kissing disease in kissing disease sounds like that sounds quite vampiric doesn't it in, in, I think Canada sounds much it's more romantic yeah
0: is it ironic that he got the kissing disease while he was on a vampire yeah. build
1: because it does sound like something like a euphemism you know, that they're talking about, you know, uh, Mina in, um, in Dracula or something like that. You know, it's kind of that quite romanticised Victorian way of saying he's been bitten by a vampire the kissing disease. Ooh, how weird is that? But bless him for doing that, because glandular fever is not a joke. It's quite a, it's not very pleasant. So bless him for having that for two weeks while filming.
0: Yeah wow what he, and it's interesting uh, too because i i kept thinking well how did he do it but and a lot of shots now and again you see him a lot alone in shots and i'm like i wonder if they had to take that into consideration they're like uh, he's infected maybe. okay he's going to be in the truck by himself in this shot he's going to also he did right. all of his own stunts
1: he did all of his own wow film wow it's quite a lot of stuff that and- goes on in that as well
0: Oh, my God, yeah, it was a lot of a, a lot of physical things that Josh Hartnett had to do with his own stunts, and Melissa George did most of her own driving, so when you see the crazy driving, she did a lot of that, too, so kudos. Oh,
1: to I God. love her as well. I, I, yeah, oh. they're both great as well, both of those two. I think they're both lovely, and they're, you know, you go, oh, I forgot they were together in this film. I had literally forgotten who the leads were. Remember the film? I remember what happened, but I just, I think perhaps because I didn't really know them at the time, I can't remember what they'd done before um, but they've done a lot since so I kind of oh yeah completely forgot it was those two nice surprise um, same with Lake Placid I think Lake Placid I was I hadn't I had completely forgotten it was Bridget Fonda and it's uh, funny is it you just you remember the monsters sometimes more than you do the humans yeah. I think in these movies yeah. um, but particularly if they'll you know, become well known later on uh, so yeah they're really yeah I, I think it's a great fun film Uh, Do you remember how you saw it the first time, was it? Because I'm pretty sure mine was on DVD. I don't think I saw it at the cinema.
0: Mine was definitely on DVD. I remember renting it and watching it in the basement with friends because I remember we had all these snacks, and this is how I judge how good a movie is. If there's a ton of snacks left by the end of the movie, I was engaged. If the snacks are gone, I was not engaged. Yes. And, like, I remember yes, it was a full true. table of snacks and it was still a full table of snacks by the end of the movie. <laughs> because this is just one that, like, I, I feel this movie hardly gives you a moment to catch your breath. Like, once we get going, no. you're like...
1: And it's quite hard to watch, by the way. I was watching it late uh, last night, the like night before, and it was forgotten how low and then high the sound goes. Because a lot of the dialogue, especially at the beginning, is very mumbly and quite naturalistic. And it's quite quiet. There's not really any music. <laughs> so when anything like a jump scare, it's so freaking That So I had to turn the sound up quite high, and then suddenly it was like, oh my god, the neighbors are going to kill me because it's like, a, it's like I was being attacked. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really yeah. loud. But obviously in the cinema, I, I, so it made me wish I'd seen it in the cinema. I think that would have been great. Great. Fun.
0: I was exactly thinking that. This would be one of those that. Sometimes I think of if 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 theaters now and again re just went, hey, she,
1: yeah, I yes yes. that would would go
0: see absolutely yeah yeah yeah. um so any other thoughts about this film especially after it had been so
1: long since you had seen it before i
0: I, I love that you were like it aged well i love you love that it was so jumpy and yeah
1: yeah i don't think i don't think it looks any different at all i don't think it's aged at all considering a lot of other films from that time it looks a lot more dated than this does. I was quite surprised. It was 2007. I thought, oh, it must be like 2013, 14, um, uh, which is already coming up for nearly 10 years. Uh, but uh, I really, really surprised. Um, it reminds. I can't remember if Let the Right One In comes after this. I think it does, doesn't it? That you, the Euro horror Let the Right yeah. One In uh, and the and the American remake. Uh, it it certainly has that kind. You know that late 70s European desolate vibe that you get in things like Daughters of Darkness and uh, like the Nosferatu remake from 79. It's got that Euro feel to it. But I think that's possibly because of the location. Um, And I think, yeah, it's probably the... that's Which I love, by the way. I really, really, really love that. You see it a lot in American Horror Story the where they're in oh god the one about the writers taking the black tablets and they become kind of vampirish um, it's the split season double. Oh, yeah. it's called Double double Feature it's the Double Feature one so it's the first it's that kind of um, uh, that kind of vibe um, so yeah I really loved it, it was really cool. I looked up to see if there's any sequels and things I think there is a sequel and there's a prequel um, TV series I think is it a TV series that's called like Dark Nights it's not called It's it's not the Easiest of. Um, well,
0: I wonder if that's the mini series that they were talking about, maybe. Mm, maybe. Before the yeah.
1: Yeah. so I think, and I think that's only happened a little while ago, which I wasn't aware. I, whether it's been shown in the UK, I don't know. Um, but very interesting, yeah. So it's more like it's gone more into expanded media than it has perhaps. It hasn't had a big feature film sequel, put it that way. I was quite surprised yeah. that there wasn't yeah. a sequel, because the vampires yeah. spoilers, spoilers here. Some of, some of the vampires, um, you know, get away with it, really. So you go, well, they must go somewhere, because oh, that would be quite an obvious uh, sequel, wouldn't it? I don't know what you'd do for a sequel. <laughs> I don't know what that would be.
0: I mean, yeah, it, yeah. No matter where you put it, it. I don't, I don't know. It's. It, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're going to do sequel, you just follow the lives of the vampires, maybe reestablish a yeah. new community. I mean, we could yes. do that. As opposed to just having and going in and attacking again, it would be a re... Because that's the thing. The vampires do this. They come out because they are tired of hiding in the shadows. And so they find this town and they're like, this is going to be our big reintroduction to the world and we're going to let the world know Mm -hmm. that we're in charge and that they answered us. And then another vampire doesn't always necessarily agree with that. Anyway, it's Uh, so I bet you if they did do that, it would be uh, about rebuilding the family.
1: Yes. I'd be fascinated to see why... Well she's always a good sign, is that If you're interested to see where the characters came from and what their motivation was, even though it's just hinted at in the film, it's always a good sign you were interested in them in the first place. So I would like to see more about it. I would I yeah, same. I'd love that, Alison. I think it's a lovely idea. Yeah. Uh so yes, I that'd uh Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> what's
0: what's their motivation? Maybe the Vampire's blood. That is yes. the motivation. Blood <laughs> is the motivation. <laughs> Okay, so we have yes. talked about it, we felt it, we, mm. you know, I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it again. It's always going to be up there on my tops. But what I really want to know, Bunny, where would you like to check this movie into the hotel? Where do you think is the best place for us to put this little sucker in? Where, where should we put it?
1: Well, I think because it needs to be somewhere dark and it needs to be hidden away, I think it, it's going to have to be The Attic. So it's only um, the motel is a lot of one story buildings because it's a motel. However, as part of the old, old part of the building, which is where the reception and the offices are, that has an upstairs and it also has an attic. So I think up in the, the creaky dark attic is the best place for 30 days of night.
0: I couldn't agree more, my love. I think that seeing as they hit up in an attic, they're going to feel exactly. comfortable. It's like putting exactly. them back in. Yeah, yeah. I thought that exact same thing. As soon as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I wonder, mm-hmm. the, is the bunny going to say the attic? And you did. Exactly. And, uh, that's, great. Uh, that's great.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's no, there's no shower. There's no toilet up there. But still, <laughs> just gloss that. over that. they used to it.
0: Without those, <laughs> 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 We'll learn their systems. What yeah. is that doing? Are you putting it in the walls? How are you surviving? <laughs> are you putting it in the walls? <laughs> Insulation? Oh, my goodness. That's the best. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, we'll find out.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. In 30 days. We go
0: check out the attic.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes. Well, I love the movie and it's, it's yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> that, that image is going to stay with me for quite a long time now uh, so, <laughs> so next time i'm bringing a movie to the horror motel and i've actually i let it slip earlier what it was but to give you a little taster it's it's you are going to be checking in into um, a, a very isolated town this time it's surrounded by water And there's also a fog coming in. So next time we'll be tackling the fog from 1980, the original and the best. I'm very excited. And Alison hasn't seen it before. So that's even makes it even more exciting for me. (laughs) I can't wait.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoy listening along, you know, you can always join the Patreon and keep us going, keep us afloat, keep us safe Mm -hmm. from our vampires. By that, I mean the government taking all our money. You, you can support us if you want. Uh, and, buddy, where is it that they go if they want to join our Patreon?
1: Well, if you go to slash horror motel.
0: I ask because I always forget. <laughs> uh, I can't remember all of those details. You're the detail person, you're so good at it.
1: Yeah. You can also follow. Uh, no, you can also follow us on social media. I was just thinking. We have, you know, the Horror Motel uh, on Instagram. You can also follow Alison. What's your uh, Instagram, Alison? Alison J. Alison J. And uh, you can follow me at The Real Bunny Galore on Instagram as well. Come and say hi. You know, say what movies you'd like and if you're enjoying it. Uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, just you know, will do the old fashioned way and poke us on Facebook. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for joining us, and we can't wait to see you again in the Horror Motel.